are season two, episode two. Very excited to have with me today Dr. Todd Martin, the superintendent of Gatlin County Schools. And I'll say, Todd, you're uh, probably on my short list of people I really wanted to have on. So uh, I just really wanted to, to chat with you, catch up with you, talk about your job with the school system, talk about some things about your family that really interest me uh, as well. So thank you for being here, you may be the busiest man I've ever met, <laughs> so that you could would give me a few minutes. I really appreciate it. appreciate it getting to know you a little bit through serving on a couple of boards, which I think you serve on about 12 times as many as oh, me. So Several. So you, you've got a lot going on, so thank you for being here. I do guess just to start off, if you don't mind introducing yourself, talk about your family, and then kind of how you ended up being here with us at Yakin County Schools. Well, thank you. Uh, it is a pleasure to get to talk with you today, Jamie. Um, and I'm, I'm honored uh, that you would ask me to do this. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm married. My wife and I have been married um, going on almost 28 years now. We have five children, um, three boys, two girls. Well, they're not boys any, anymore. Uh, my two oldest boys are young men now. My oldest daughter is a, a young lady now. Uh, but yeah, they um, five, five kids um, and let's see, four dogs and a cat wow. make up our family. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting dynamic. And um, <clears throat> we've been living here in Yakin County for it will have been seven years this past March. Wow. And so um, yeah, and I came here because I was selected by the Board of Education to be the superintendent for Yakin County Schools. And I certainly wanted to live in the community where I was going to work. Um, that's something I've always done all of my career is that my family and I have lived in the community of, of the schools where I worked and where I, where I served. And so I just feel that community is very important. I feel like it's important for my family and myself to be involved in the community. And so I got the job. Um, my first day was October 1st, 2013. We were able to move to Yakin that following March. And so we've been here for just over seven years, and um, it's, it's been a great seven years here in Yakin. We love living in Yakin. Um, we're not looking to go anywhere else. Right. We're very settled here. Um, folks are good and kind, and, and we've been very well taken care of by, by this community and by this county. And so we're very, very happy to be here. And I think that's very noble, and I would agree with just the importance of being in that community. And I could tell, you know, based on, like I said, the boards you're on, just the involvement you have in the community, uh, outside of the school system, it's very evident you have a, have a care and a passion for this area. So I, do. Uh, yes. I think that's very uh, well respected, and I think pretty important, I would say, to the people of this, of this county. I think that's something that they hold in high esteem. So I'm just glad that you've done that. Just, Sure. Uh, it says a lot about who you are and your family Thank is you. and your wife's in education as well, right? She is. She is a teacher. Awesome. She Yeah, she's a sixth grade teacher at Fort Bush Middle. Um, she, her first job in Yakin County was as a sixth grade teacher at East Bend and then sixth graders transitioned to our middle schools this past year and so she, she moved over to Fort Bush Elementary. She had, um, she and I have both been in education now for 31 years wow. and um, yeah, we just finished up our 31st year in education. And um, you know she's she's been a teacher and an instructional coach throughout her career, and, and but truly loves the classroom and loves to teach um, students how to read. Um, she's an, she's an English language arts and social studies teacher, and um, I don't know she's 
I may be a little bit biased on this, but she's the best teacher I've ever known. There you so. go. There you go. <laughs> well said. I was in her room just a little bit. I've done the uh, abstinence education for right. school with Compassion Care. I was in her room. I could tell really quickly that she uh, she was in charge. Yes. But she loved her kids, and they she loved does. her back. Yes, so she does. So she was able to kind of just very well weave between wrangling them when I needed to and just loving on them too. Right. So oh, just, yeah. I just loved the vibe that I got from her classroom. Yeah. There was definitely a, a mutual respect between her and her kids. And, you know, again, I may be a little bit biased, but I see that too um, when I when I visit her classroom. And, and as part of my job, I try to get into classrooms every year. And, um, you know, so I've been in her classroom just observing in the past. And, and you're right. Um, and And really, all good teachers have that. They have that piece of classroom management and a, you know having um, a structure but also the the students know that they're cared for right by those teachers and so my wife does it but so do the teachers here in Yakin County right you know they they do they 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 do a good job and they show the kids they care and that's just really important that's that all right we'll we'll uh, jump on the end here that this is the the deep three uh, All right. That's the name of the podcast. So uh, three things I'm passionate about are sports, culture, and faith. Okay. So those are my three, right. three topics. So I've got to give everybody just a, a, kind of a question, a very broad question in those areas. So mm-hmm. we'll start off with sports. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that question is, what's your favorite sports memory? It could be playing. It could be watching. It could be, you know, Little League. It could be pro. What, what's, what's the one that sticks out for you? Uh, there are two. Um, the first is um, when the Cardiac Pack won the um, national championship when NC State won the the national championship uh, on that last second dunk when Derek Wittenberg threw up that prayer and um, it missed but if I remember correctly it was Lorenzo Charles who was there to grab it and dunk it down and um, and then the second I growing up I was a um, well actually there are three really favorite sports memories. The second, uh, I was a huge um, Philadelphia 76ers fan. Okay. Uh, and I, I love watching Dr. J play. So sweet. And, and, oh, yeah, gosh, yeah. man. he was He's just incredible. And I, I can remember when they won the NBA championship and see, and watching that t- um, team with uh, Mo Cheeks and Andrew Toney and um, – Dr. J and and they were just Moses Malone was on that team and wow. they they were just a stacked powerhouse team and they yeah. you know pretty much swept through the playoffs and I think they only lost one game the entire way just wow. dominant and um, so and I I really enjoyed that and then I was also a New York Yankees fan and my dad took me one time when I was probably 14 years old um, loaded my brother and sister and my mom into this little tiny car that we had and we drove to Baltimore and we saw the New York Yankees play against the Baltimore Orioles and um, a guy who won the Cy Young Award that year, Steve Stone, was on the mound for the Orioles wow. and I can remember they won 6-2 but Reggie Jackson hit one into right into the right field six and awesome. it, even though the Yankees lost it was a good it was a great memory yeah, and sure. so yeah those are my three biggest sports memories. That's an iconic one for sure. And, oh yeah. You know as we're uh, recording this yesterday, NC State baseball. Yes, Vanderbilt won to nothing. They are on a roll. So, I tell, yeah. I tell you, that coach has got them. Elliot Avent has got them playing very, very well, yeah. and and I'm pulling for them. Right. Um, I, uh, I, 
I'm a Tar Heel fan, so I do talk a little junk <laughs> to uh, the state fans. And you know, I guess they can they can they can shut us up if they win this title yeah, because yeah. I think it's been since '93 that state won an ACC championship mm-hmm. in baseball, basketball, or football. So, yeah, but they don't get by. They still didn't win. The, they got the finals of the ACC right. championship, lost to Duke. Yeah. But I think they'll trump it if they win the national championship. Well, it'd be and nice. Get, it'd be nice to see them do that. And I'm an ACC guy, so it'd be yeah. nice to see a, a national title come home to the ACC. But yeah, I'm I'm a state fan. I they're they're doing well, and along with our Fulbridge Falcons. Oh yeah, final four in baseball playing tonight. Playing tonight against four. RS Central for a, state, yeah. a chance to win a state championship. So yeah, um, you know. Shout out for to them. Coach Malls, Coach Wiesner. I grew up with Coach Wiesner. All right. So I uh, hope they can get that win. One three in a row on the road. Yes. Going for a fourth one. So yeah, awesome. I've been following them on Twitter, yeah. you know, and, and certainly watching them very closely. And um, because, you know, I am a sports fan, and I always pull for our student athletes at sure. all of our schools. And, um, you know, I, I love how they're – you know they're referred to as the road warriors yeah, the road yeah. warrior falcons right and so they they really have been road warriors very yeah. proud of those those young men and the coaching staff and um, how, they're, how they're doing yeah sure. absolutely can, on next recording we can say that they're moving on so uh good memories uh for sure uh with sports there maybe a touch before my time but uh, yeah the yes, state yeah, yeah. memory is is awesome oh yeah and you're before the tar heels won so yeah good, that's true good, they were back to back right there back to back uh, absolutely sure. jordan, jordan hit that iconic shot against georgetown the yeah. next year yeah as a freshman wow a freshman. and really the only reason i didn't pick that one um because my my wife um believe it or not my wife um went to school with Michael Jordan and oh, really? yes um, she she graduated from Laney High School okay. which is where Jordan yeah. graduated from and her older brother played high school basketball with wow. Michael Jordan wow. and um, yeah his house was right down the road from where my wife grew up okay. and so um, you know they they knew the Jordans um, as friends when, awesome. yeah when they were growing up so not a lot of people know that about okay that's a good fact uh, yeah, awesome. heck yeah okay so uh, next one be culture so what's something you can't get enough of it could be a food it could be a tv show it could be something you enjoy doing with your family right now yeah it's pretty wide gosh. Open. there are there are so many so many things here i one thing i do i love to watch the old episodes of law and order and i guess oh, that's yeah. kind of boring but that's i don't know that's always been one of my one of my favorite shows um food wise i love i love mexican food i love italian and um so i always try to have those um I don't eat as much as I used to as okay. I've gotten older. Yeah. Uh, but you know, so I really have to watch my diet. Sure. But um, I try to indulge in those from from time to time. When you're going to break bad, those are the ones you're going to lean. Ooh, toward. I tell you, <laughs> we used to do the Friday night pizza thing. Every Friday night, we would get pizza and pasta, and yeah. I just, I don't know can't live like that anymore um, yeah i'm with you i just got off a pretty strict diet for 30 days and i'm trying to find the right happy medium of not going right back <laughs> to the way i was before that so yeah definitely and, oh, uh, law and order that's been a long going long oh, standing man, show yeah. I, and i don't know I, I still whenever it comes on to them yeah, yeah. I sit there and I'll, I'll just watch it even though I've probably seen just about every episode there is so anyway um, okay just okay. great tv that's a good great one. tv all right, so last one, Faith, obviously yes. important. We're sitting in the uh, lobby space here at Collide as we mm-hmm. record, so obviously Faith is important to sure. you as well. So what's something that God's teaching you right now? 
Right now, he's he's teaching me um, to give it over to him, hmm. and um, I, I'll be honest. Sometimes I have a hard time doing that. I I internalize situations I'm dealing with, and I tend to think through them too much sometimes, and and I try to solve too many problems on my own, and and that's a big part of my job is is working through kind of tough situations and working to solve problems and bring resolution to issues and um, sometimes I've tried to do too much on my own and haven't put put my trust in God as much as I should have and so last night it, it's it's funny I, I just had to remind myself um, and, and I prayed I, I said a little short prayer and I said God I, I'm you know I'm dealing with some things right now um, that are that are kind of tough, and um, I know we'll get through this. And you know, I just give it to you. And so that's mm. that's the most recent lesson I've taken away, and that that happened. That's a good one. Just last night, uh, you know, I I told you before we got started this afternoon. My day started at seven fifteen and ended at about a quarter till nine, and um, I had a little bit of a break between six and seven, and um, so I took a little time to pray. And um, just kind of gave it over to God. And um, I walked out of that feeling better. I felt better today. And so that's something I'm, I'm going to have to remind myself. Because um, in all seriousness, God is there for us. Mm-hmm. And we, we just have to trust in Him. And, and know that, you know, as humans, we're going to face some tough things. But... He's there for us, and he he will lessen our burdens mm. if we just trust. Yeah, if we just trust. You know, Jesus said, uh, "In this world, you will have trouble." Absolutely. I think we and the church has so been so guilty of saying, "Just give it over to Jesus. Trust in Him, and everything will be, you know, rainbows and butterflies." And no. That is not true. That's no, not, not true. true. I I still have work to do. Okay, yeah. and so yeah, I I I did give it over to God. And as I've done throughout my life, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that I stop doing what I need to do. Right. And but I have found that when I, you know, trust God, but also do what I need to do, mm-hmm. things turn out okay. Yeah, they do. And I'll tell you, I pray to Him for wisdom. Um, yeah. Sometimes I'm faced with tough dilemmas, tough decisions, and. Um, you know, and I, I do ask that he grant me wisdom, as so many people who throughout human history have done. They've turned to God and asked for wisdom, and 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 I do the same thing. And um, you know, there's something to that. Yeah, it helps for sure. It does help. And you know, somebody you know in your position and all like you said, all the decisions that you that you face and knowing that. You're not going to please everybody, no. and there's probably a lot of decisions. Is there somebody going to be upset? But yes. I really just appreciate you saying that. Um, and just a reminder for myself and everybody listening you know, try to. You had that time yesterday when you had that moment to hand it over to God. Like, what if we would begin to do that continually throughout the day? Yes. You know, not, not just when we feel overwhelmed, but when right. just. Constantly, just having that communication with God, I think that's and and that's a, that's a great lesson for me. Um, you know, I, I do try to pray every day, and um, 
even if it's just for a brief amount of time. Um, but yeah, my, I, that's something I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I'm a human being. I have shortcomings. Sure. And I have failures. Um, but prayer helps. And um, trusting in God helps. And so that's a lesson I, I need to keep at the forefront of my thinking. Mm, that's good stuff. Good stuff, for sure, right there. Um, there's something I was wanting to mention at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> this doesn't just come across as just weird, but no, sorry. Something that I just love uh, get the get the phone the phone messages from you, which mm. I think you do an awesome job on. Thank you. And uh, I thought maybe I, it'll I'll sound crappy on here probably, but I love when it comes on. Good evening. <laughs> it's like, I just kid. It's almost like I get excited to hear oh, that. Oh gosh! And then sometimes you'd be like, "Please listen to this message in its entirety." Yeah. And you know and it's I, gonna be long. I love, but I love them. I, you do such a great job Thank with you. that. I wonder how much it took to hone that opening phrase. Thank you, because uh, that's good stuff. So, and I got somehow, you know, gosh, right when the Fulbright Middle first opened. The second and third year of the school. I'm trying to think back. I worked there for two years. Okay. And somehow I got left on the messages. Oh, did you? I just grew to like them. Oh, okay. Like, I, like, <laughs> I mean, I didn't have a kid in school at work. I was like, right. hey, I, I like hearing what's going on. I just enjoyed hearing, well, hearing I, you say those. And uh, you know, you. now with a kid, you know, having a kid in school was just, I think it's sure. cool to be in in the loop. And uh, I don't know, Thank just you. appreciate you. Whatever it is, you just do such a great job Thank of communicating you. it. Uh, even if you say it's long, I mean, it may be yeah. two minutes, but yeah. like it doesn't seem like it's dragging. So well, I really like here. I've always loved that. Good evening. Yeah. I just feel okay. What we got today? Yeah, you'll so, be doing for you now. Good evening. Yeah, yeah. This is Superintendent Todd Martin. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought about, I thought about that. I should talk about get you you to introduce the podcast. Good afternoon. This is Dr. Todd Martin. But, uh, you know, kind of with that, um, I've talked with most everybody since I started this podcast. Uh, you know somewhere in the COVID journey. So yes. hopefully we're, we're getting beyond uh, I, all of that. I think right? we are. I think we are. Um, yeah, we're, we're in a good place, actually. I, I, for right or wrong, tracking COVID numbers became part of my job this oh, year. Yeah. And um, so monitoring you know, COVID numbers here in Yakin and in the region and across North Carolina became part of my job and I'll tell you there were there were times where the numbers were low and, and things were really good and then there were times when numbers jumped up in, in some of our schools and um, you know we had to make adjustments we might have to transition a classroom here to remote learning or one over there in this school but um, yeah I, I do expect more of a return to normal in, in August um, I, yeah I, I think right now, <clears throat> across the state, we're in a really good place. Somewhere less than 2% of the tests are coming back positive wow. now. You know, out of North Carolina's 10 to 11 million residents, I mean, you might see, you know, 200 new cases a day out of 10 or 11 million people. So, I mean, <clears throat> while we certainly don't want anybody to get sick, the numbers are much improved over what they were just a few months ago. And, and we saw that as we went through the spring in our schools. The numbers continued to get better. Um, even after we brought all students back five days a week, um, the numbers were in, the, the numbers were, were okay for us. And, um, and we've learned a lot of lessons along the way. Mm -hmm. um, you know, 
you know, we, we've learned a lot about hygiene and, and you know, more thorough cleaning. And, um, and, and one, thing, one thing that we saw, I mean, yeah, we had, we had students and employees who contracted COVID, and we knew that would happen. I mean, sure. we just knew yeah. that was, that was going to happen. Um, but one thing that we saw happen that I didn't anticipate is we, we didn't see really any of a lot of the other illness, illnesses we normally see. Yeah, uh, we, we, there was practically no flu whatsoever. And, you know, I don't know if it's because of, you know, masking or advanced cleaning or a combination or what, right. but, um, yeah, it's, um, which really was a blessing because that, that way we could focus on dealing with the COVID stuff. So, yeah, a lot of lessons learned along the way. Um, a lot of tough decisions had to be made. Um, I, I don't mind telling you that it was, um, it was, it was um, a pretty stressful year at times trying to make decisions about um, you know do we bring more students back you know more days a week you know when can we do that how do we do that and keep everybody safe you know because that's that's still the number one thing with us we, we want to keep students safe and secure and when you're dealing with something like this um, where there are so many unknowns um, and there was just a lot of talk and a lot of rhetoric out yes. there. And, um, you know, I was fortunate that I had a good network of people that I could rely on, including um, folks at Duke University, um, who one is, um, you know, they were both involved with um, pediatric specialties. One's a pediatric infectious disease specialist. Wow. And they were a phone call away from me throughout this entire school year. And so their their guidance and wisdom was invaluable to me as we made these decisions going yeah. through the school year. So I can only imagine, like, knowing there was, you know, for a year straight probably, there wasn't a week where I wasn't a part of at least one or two hour or two long conversations just about our church. Yes. So, yes. you know, and what to do and who right. to contact and yes. do we meet and do we not and what's our next step so I can only imagine when yeah. you're dealing with all the schools and so many more people yeah. uh, and with people come uh, opinions yes. <laughs> and sides that they're mm -hmm. on so yeah I, I admire you all for, for doing that uh, yeah I mean yeah, sure. thank you there, you know there are certainly opinions out there you know yes. some say masks work some say masks don't work some think that we should have brought all kids back from the beginning some think we should have shouldn't have brought any kids back Right. any students back um, you know and you you ultimately have to rely on experts and rely on your team that you have in place and that, and that's what I did and um, I think we got most things right this school year mm -hmm. um, and and you know and what I what I want all folks to understand is um, you know, we opened up back in August when most school districts did oh, yeah. not. We opened our doors because I felt like we needed to get students back in school for face-to-face. -face. But we were severely limited by um, the guidelines that were in place for schools in North Carolina. And I'm, I'm not being critical of the guidelines. I think they were well-intentioned. And I, and I do think that ultimately they kept people safe. Right. But in a lot of cases, our in a lot of ways, you know, our hands were kind of tied. Um, and 
but we, we did our best to work within those guidelines, follow those guidelines, while at the same time bringing students back for face-to-face -face learning. And um, so, yeah, we have some work still left to do, but overall, I, I look at this past year, and despite all the challenges, I think, wow, we completed a, a school year with students face-to-face -face since August in the middle of a pandemic, and we did pretty well. Yes, you uh, did. We did, I think, we, I think as a school district, Yakin County Schools did pretty well. Yeah, it was I'm awesome. very proud. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe when we were able to, I would kind of just be able to be a fly on the wall when you had the end of the year celebration. Yes, with with everybody, I thought that was an awesome time, great Thank turnout, uh, and uh, appreciate the Clemens Foundation kind of leading oh, that sure. up. But yes, that was absolutely. an amazing time, and just you know, just a time for me to sit back and think about man, all that. All the all that you went through, the teachers went through, everybody went through to make this year even possible. Well, uh, was so much. You know, I got to yeah, I got to sing the praises of the teachers and all those folks in the schools. Um, you know, I they came back, and and some were nervous, and understandably and rightfully so. But they came back to teach students back in August, before there was ever any vaccine, and. Um, they did it because they felt like that's what's best for students. And I will always be grateful to our teachers and all those folks in our schools who put their worries and their fears aside and made the decision, hey, I'm going to go back and teach those kids. I will never forget that. And, you know, it took a certain amount of courage to do that back in August. Sure. And um, there was all this talk about, you know, numbers spiking up and all of that. But our folks came back to work, and they did so, and they did a wonderful job. And I hope nobody ever forgets that. Because right. I know I won't. Yeah. I know I won't. They're heroes in my book. For sure. And, you know, part of that tie-in was you guys, uh, you and I believe Ashley Miller were on, on Fox News. Yes. Yeah. So can you kind of share how that came about? Sure. That was just an awesome moment for our county. Yeah. Um, I was contacted via email by a person who booked guests on Fox and Friends. And um, at first I thought, no, there's no way this is legitimate. So I started doing a little bit of research and it turned out that the per person, she called herself a booker. And okay. so she booked people to appear as guests on Fox and Friends. And um, so uh, we did start communicating via email, and um, she asked if I could um, bring on somebody from our school district uh, and to talk about our vaccine clinic that we had organized with the help of the Yaki County Human Services Agency for our, any employee that wanted to be vaccinated. And um, so our folks did a lot of work with the Human Services Agency to set that vaccine clinic up and, um, and so, yeah, Ashley Miller, who is a teacher at Boonville, um, was on Fox and Friends on a Sunday morning very early um, with me. And um, it, it was a really, it was a different kind of experience for me. It was a neat experience. Um, I, after it was over, I was contacted um, from somebody in human in, in Houston, Texas. Uh, other people in North Carolina reached out to me. <clears throat> were very complimentary of the interview, but yeah, somebody from Houston, Texas, a gentleman from Billings, Montana, sent wow. me a postcard thanking me for, you know, all we were doing for students here in Yakin County and keeping, you know, schools open for kids. And so there was just a lot of positivity that came out of that interview. But yeah, they wanted to know about our vaccine clinic, and um, they explained to me that 
they were passionate um, about folks being able to get vaccinated who wanted to do it, and they were passionate about, you know, students being in school. Ashley did a great job. I, th I thought she was a great representative for Yakin County Schools. She's had some health concerns right. and um, some pretty serious health concerns. And she, she could have um, taught virtually this year. Sure. She had that option. But she, she made the conscious decision that she wanted to be there with students for their own good and for her own good. And um, so despite the risk to her own personal health, she came back to school in August. Mm -hmm. She taught. I, I was in her classroom a couple times throughout the year. And every day that, you know, she's in there just going at it. And, you know, I thought, look, if, if, this, if this person can come back and teach students, anybody can. Yeah. And I just thought she was a great example of the amount of dedication our folks have for students here in Yakin County. And she did a great job on the interview. Yes, and she, did. Uh, she she was she was fantastic. And That's awesome. Her sister Miranda goes to church here in my small group, so we actually did a giveaway for teachers uh, a while back, uh, and she happened to win that as well. So oh, I thought there's okay. not anybody more deserving than her. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, that was a really neat bit, and uh, she won a couple prizes at the end of the year. Yeah, she did. Event. Well, so good for her. She deserved it as much Absolutely. as much as anybody did. Absolutely. Uh, for sure. So we'll kind of change gears a little bit, sure. a little bit here, and something I know that you and your family have been a part of and are passionate about that my family's kind of starting the journey of uh, is uh, fostering yes. and adopting. We didn't really get into that when you were introducing your family because we knew we were going to talk about it uh, later. But kind of what got you all in, into that? Uh, I don't know. Give me some wisdom as somebody <laughs> jumping into it. Uh, so yeah, just kind of share your story with sure. that if you don't mind. Sure, I, I will. I. Um I'll tell you exactly how I got into foster and adopting students or kids. Um, my wife, at the time, we had had a son, and um, so we had one child. And my wife came to me and she said, "What do you think about maybe serving as a foster parent?" I said, "Well, I don't know. I've never really thought about it." And she said, "Well, look, we got an extra bedroom. I mean, we have room, you know, for for another another child." And um, so I thought about it, and then I agreed to go through the classes. Mm -hmm. Through, uh, that were offered by social services, and um, and so we did. We we started to um, foster some kids, and I'll be honest, I've lost track of or lost count of the number of students or a number of kids that we have um, served as foster parents for over the years. There have, there have been several. Um, yeah, my wife and I have adopted um, kids, and uh, you know, and I. I don't know. It, it kind of goes back to our core mission, mm -hmm. my wife and me, as okay. husband and wife, and, and, and that's we've dedicated our life um, to helping kids, mm. and um, that's what we do. Yeah. Right. And uh, you know, we've done it in our professional careers and personally. And um, you know, people say, "Well, your kids are lucky." You know, no. My wife and I are the lucky ones. Mm, that's good. We're the fortunate ones here. We we're the ones who are blessed. And and you know, and I, I do think things happen for a reason and I think this was God's plan for us. Mm. And I tell people that. Yeah. This was God's plan for my wife and me. That we would serve as foster parents and, and would be able to one day adopt kids. And yeah, we have five children. 
and um, you know our family is certainly a little bit different from from most but it's a great family and they all love one another and um, it, it was great it, it was just I think back to you know when my children were young and, and what a great family we had and have still to this day so you know we've been very blessed my wife and I have been and um, so yeah it's um you know in, in terms of advice um, I don't know that I have anybody any because everybody's journey is different sure in this um, I guess the only advice I would I would have is you know um, with a lot of foster kids who come to you they're not gonna stay with you yeah yeah I've seen that already for yeah. us yeah and yeah. so you just just give them all you can while you have them there with you mm. And um, you'll make a positive difference in their lives. If, it's, if they're there for two weeks, two months, two years, you'll make a positive difference. And, um, you know, and, and people, people have told me in the past, wow, you are, your wife and you, y'all are such special people. No, we're not. Hmm. We're, we're just normal people um, who have been extraordinarily blessed hmm. to be able to do something like this. And I would encourage anybody, you know, to if, if you're interested in doing it, pursue it. Because there are, there are kids out there who need good, loving homes. And, you know, and I'll tell you, we didn't go into it to adopt kids. We didn't. We, we just wanted to help more kids. Right. And um, we were both classroom teachers at the time and thought, hey, we can, we can help kids, more kids. Um, and, and it turned into adoption for, for some of them. And, um, and you know, it's just been, it's been, a, it's been a great journey. And um, it's, it's funny. I have two daughters, and um, my, my youngest is in college. My older one has already graduated, but my youngest um, just finished her freshman year. And she has decided she wants to be a social worker. Oh, wow. And um, mm-hmm. she wants to dedicate her life to helping um, kids find loving homes mm. and um, so and and she also volunteers um, with a group called Seeds of Hope that puts on summer camps uh, around the region for foster and adoptive kids and mm. in fact they'll have one again this summer we have it every year I, that's one thing that I'm very proud we've been able to fo- um, partner with Seeds of Hope to um, offer a summer camp opportunity for a week here in Yakin. And okay. uh, so um, we, we do it every year at Fort Bush Middle School. And we basically just turn the school over to them for a week and they bring in a, over 100 kids for a week of summer camp at Fort Bush Middle. Okay. And so my daughter volunteers with that. So anyway, I, you know, I think it certainly impacted my, my kids as well. So it, yeah, it's been a great journey. Yeah, we're just getting started. We've had a couple uh, of placements and um, the last one we had, we literally had two boys for about 15 hours. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were gone, which was, uh, was tough. It's a, it's a tough thing. Uh, but So we're just getting going. There's a great need. Anybody can help. Absolutely. Be it supporting families you know that are fostering or adopting. Yeah. Be it uh, respite care. To, so maybe you would keep them for a few days to give Absolutely. the families a break. Yes. Um, there's just an overwhelming need here in the county, and, and I'm just, I'm kind of touched the tip of the iceberg of trying to help as, us as a family and our church uh, as well, and just mm-hmm. all the churches, you know, kind of, we got into the, to it thinking, 
uh, you know, we'd like to have another kid, but, you know, we're adopted into God's family, so why yeah. would we not, wouldn't it be kind of cool, and I didn't want to be like cliche or just doing it because it's a cool <laughs> thing to do, because right. that's not the way to get, reason to get into it. <laughs> no. But, you know, we're adopted into God's family, wouldn't it be cool to kind of complete our family by adopting someone yeah. into our family, so... Uh, I'm just getting to, uh, getting to where I'm learning more about it and seeing it firsthand. Uh, and love to get some information on your camp. Maybe get that sure. out to people who can sure. can do that. But I really appreciate that. And just you mentioned kind of you and your wife's mission. Yes. Help help kids. And um, I think I've shared this in the in our last episode. But uh, my wife and I have been working on uh, like a family mission statement as well. Mm-hmm. And ours is is um, on earth as it is in heaven. Right. So that's what ours is, and we're wanting that's to right. kind of bring a little piece of heaven to earth for, you know, I'm big into, you know, making our schools look more beautiful or right. our area, doing stuff for kids. Like you said, how however long those kids are in our house or in your house, let's do what we can. Let's show them love of Jesus for however long that is. So I appreciate that you, what you've done. Thank uh, you. And uh, just the, the humility you have in it. So you don't have much to offer. I'll probably be contacting you again. I have situations where there's somebody who who is who has done this before. Uh, so um, yeah, it's something that got us really involved. Just really kind of sparked in me. I've been working with Compassion Care for I've been on the board for a few years now. Just the idea of if we're going to be going to be taking stance on pro life, mm-hmm. it needs to be whole life, right? Holistic pro life. Mm-hmm. So we've got to be taking care of. The widows and the orphans, and the yes. least of these, if we're going to say that all lives matter, which I fully believe that. So that was kind of our my push through that was to we there's something else we can do. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm hoping that we can do that. Thank you for you guys doing that. The more people in our church, our churches, if we would step up, right, we could help make put a major dent in this orphan crisis if there is. So. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's always going to be a need out there. Sure. And there's always going to be a need for safe places for kids to go. Um, because some of them live in just unimaginable circumstances. Yeah. And, you know, you, you mentioned that you had you had two little boys for 15 hours. We, yeah. We had a similar situation where um, a brother and sister came to us just overnight. Yeah. And the 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 sister stayed with us for uh, for a while, but the brother was placed in another foster home. They just needed a place for him to go that night. Yeah. And it was such a sad situation, if I remember correctly. There were five siblings, and the older sister um, was going without food so that she could feed her four younger brothers and sisters. Wow. And. Um, you know, while because the parents were not in the house, they mm-hmm. they they were gone a lot, and I don't know what they were doing, but the kids were left, and I'm talking about very young kids, and so. You know, I, I always had, such great respect for that child, and she's a young woman now, and yeah. she's done very very well mm. in life, wow. and I'm so very proud of her. Yeah, uh, and and. You know, she she stayed for us with a while and for a while, and um, and all of those five kids were adopted by families in that area. Awesome. And and I will tell you, the the thing I was a principal at that time, and those kids were in my school, mm. except for the youngest one who was too young to go to school. Right. And so, um, 
you know, I always made sure that those kids had great teachers um, and that they were that they were well taken care of, even though they didn't live with us. Right. You know, there was still stuff we could do sure. for those kids who found themselves in such tough circumstances. But I always had such great respect for for that girl, and she was probably you know ten or eleven at the time, unbelievable, and taking care of her younger siblings. And um, I, I don't know, it's just um, I remember them all very fondly, and and my hats off to those folks who adopted them because they allowed those kids to get together. Yeah. Um, those families would come together so the kids could see each other on a very, on, on a regular basis. They talked on the phone. Mm-hmm. And so they kept them in touch with each other. It didn't have to be that way. Right. But those adopted families did that for those kids. And to this day, those those kids are close. They're not kids anymore. They're young yeah. adults now. Um, but That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's a great story. And I, I just was lucky that my my wife and I were able to help in a very small way. So yeah, awesome, love it, love it. Okay, so transition back to uh, the school thing, and you know sure. we got this whole timeline. We're doing great. We're like right okay. on time here. Okay. So, um, it is summer. I mean, we're kind of guess getting close to the middle of the summer almost. Yes. So school is going to be ramping back up here soon. Yes. Uh, so, what's what are some ways, uh, maybe ones that people do normally think of or they don't that you believe uh, that people in our area can help, best help to uh, and best serve uh, our schools? Sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, and I will tell you, we can always use good volunteers. And, um, you know, there, there are a hundred different ways people can volunteer in our schools. And um, this was really limited. This sure. past year, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, you know we were we were you know as we went through this pandemic, we, you know, we were really limiting anybody who could come into our schools, and so I do, and so we we went most of the year without having a lot of volunteers come to our schools. So, you know, certainly um, we're going to see a need. You know, if it's coming in and reading with a small group. Or um, you know, volunteering to work a ball game, or you know, whatever, you know, do some landscaping around the school. You know, there are a thousand ways volunteers can help us. Um, yeah, I, I I would say to also another way that folks can help is you know just to keep in mind and you know we we're doing our very best we can to provide the best experience we can for young people. And, um, you know, and, and we make mistakes. We're human, sure. and, and we make mistakes. And um, so a lot of times people like to go out on social media and, and, and run, you know, folks in the ground. But, you know, I, I think back to the job our, our employees have done over the past year and past years, and they, they've done great work. And so, you know, um, don't, don't be so quick to judge, you know. Extend grace. Mm. You know, that's one thing we've learned in the pandemic, the need to extend grace. Oh, yeah, for sure. Folks. And, um, and, you know, and I, and I want to see that willingness to extend grace continue. Um, yeah, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that we need financial support or, or anything like that because, you know, folks work hard for their money. But, um, you know, as parents, as a as a parent of, of five of five kids, um, I, you know I felt it important to stay in contact with my children's teachers, 
especially when they were younger. Mm-hmm. And and so you know, to any parents who listen to this, I, w- I would say you know, you know, stay involved, stay in contact with your child's teacher or teachers, um, stay up to date with what's going on in the school. You know, if you have the opportunity to join the PTA, join the PTA. Um, be be a supporter. Um, so you know there there are a lot of ways, both big and small, and everybody can you know play some kind of positive role um, in a school, but also in a child's life. And so um, you know those are just some of the things that come to mind. Um, you know we we have great schools and and great teachers here in Yakin County. Um, but our schools, I like to say that our schools are microcosms of society. Mm. What you wow. see out there in society, you're going to see in our schools. Sure. You know? Yeah. You, you, you see poverty in society, you see that in our schools. Um, it's, it's, it's just a fact of life. And, um, you know, we are the one organization. We take kids, it doesn't matter their circumstances. <laughs> right, that's true. We're going to take them in, and we're going to love them. And we're going to treat them well, and we're going to teach them to the very best of our ability. And um, you know, just support us in that mission because it is so vitally important. Yeah, something I've seen. I appreciate you sharing that. Like, just being positive in, uh, you know, extending that grace. We we've all been shown a lot of grace in yes. our lives, so extend that uh, and just be uh, <laughs> slow to. Uh, Slow to be upset or to, yes. <laughs> you know, say things or type things. Yes, <laughs> that we, you know, we really shouldn't. And uh, that's just kind of been our mo as a church since we started. Was um, like you said, schools take in everybody. Like, obviously, there are people who are homeschooled or they're a private school, but the large majority of people and families have kids in public yes. schools. So we know that's a place that we can to reach and impact people. Yes. So that's kind of been our MO as as we've grown as a church and, and started. Like we're gonna just make it a priority to help the schools. So um, yeah, definitely be positive, be encouraging. Um, and I'm looking forward to get back in the classroom. For about five, six years I've been volunteering at Courtney. Right. Uh, about a half a day a week mm-hmm. and I just have loved it and truly missed it mm-hmm. the past. <laughs> A year and a half, so I'm looking forward to getting back and reading with some kids and doing some math. And we were talking about earlier; those teachers know the needs of those kids, uh, and you know they don't always necessarily pick the kids to go with me that need help, right? With their math or their reading, they know a kid who just needs a friend or needs yes. somebody to talk to, needs a, a male role model. So I especially would say it to guys: if you have the ability, flexibility to get there, <clears throat> be there. I mean, there's not you know. At Courtney, you've got Mr. Wayne, and then the, the women do a great job, but for right. them to see a positive male mm-hmm. role model is, is huge for them. Yeah. So if you got an hour, five hours, a whole day of your week, like a really, it'll be rewarding to you right. and definitely to the kids to get in there and get plugged in, and it's not, it's not hard. Oh, no, it's not. And, you know, and, and you're right. There are some kids that, you know, they, they do need strong role models, whether male or female, uh, you know, and I, I can tell you that, you know, a lot of times, um, especially young boys, um, you know, they they may live with a single mom, right? And that single mom is doing a fantastic job, yes, raising that son. Um, but you know, I also think that it's a great thing for 
a young boy to have a, a positive male role model in his life. Sure. And, um, I, you know, I see that with my own sons. My wife and I are partners right. in this journey. Yes. And, um, and, and you know, she, she's a great partner to have on our journey. Um, and in, in some cases, my children need her care and compassion. And then, you know, and then sometimes they need what I, I can offer as their dad. And so, yeah, I'm, I, I would say to anybody, yeah, our kids do need positive role models, male or female. But, um, you know, I, I heard it said one time that young boys who don't have a, a male role model in their lives will find one mm. somehow or another. Sure. And that, that may be positive or that may be negative. And so folks like yourself, um, you know, men who are willing to come into our schools, read with kids, go sit with kids, and just be a friend. Sure. Talk to them. Yeah. What a powerful thing. That's great. And I'm glad you're coming back this year. Looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> Most definitely looking forward to, uh, to doing that for sure. So uh, we are right there on time. We've done good. Uh, appreciate uh, you being willing to give time of your busy schedule. Sure. Uh, to just sit and chat for uh, a little bit. Appreciate all that you do. Uh, I will say I appreciate it. You know, we recently had a tragic accident in our area involving a family that goes to our church. Yes. So just you reaching out, you know. Uh, I know you're not asking, you never asked me to say this, but I just appreciate uh, you being able to reach back out to us. And it'd be a partnership between the schools and the churches and just people in the community. I think that's something special about you and something special about Yakin County as well. That. Right. That, that's just something you don't see everywhere. So I appreciate that. I appreciate sure. the job that you do and look forward to continue to uh, partner with the school system. Absolutely. Hopefully for years and years to come. Absolutely. So, years and years to come. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Martin, for being here. Thank you, Jamie. That's it's been great. We'll end it up. Thank you guys for joining us. All right. Thank you.